right now on VFN TV, a pastor who worked for the state of Georgia, they call in his sermon notes when they read his note, allegedly they fired him for what he was preaching from the pulpit. We're going to talk about that and faith for the nation. Uh, David Barton, Kenneth Copeland, Bishop uh, Keith Butler talking about how your vote is your seed right now on VFN TV. said the Lord on my heart. I said, I'm not going to share it unless somebody asks me to come. And of course, uh, Commissioner Barry asked me to come. And I said, this is it. I was going to share it. That there's another level about to happen. Riots are coming. Riots in the streets are coming. And if we're not careful, uh, shortly after the next election, the anger will mount so much that we'll end up having martial law declared. Loss of life is taking place. If we stay on this road, it's not going to be pretty. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be just us morphing into some socialist, you know, uh, type of uh, country. It's going to be, I think, worse than what was experienced in Nazi Germany. 
and dialogue, trying to understand, because I believe what happened there was a dress rehearsal for what the devil's trying to do in the whole world. I think the way the world is going, the way the U.S. is going, I think there's going to come a time, and it's probably going to be sooner than later, when what I do in a public forum is going to be labeled as a hate crime. Some disturbing news from Russia. President Vladimir Putin signed a law outlawing evangelism and cracking down on house churches. The laws forbid evangelism outside of churches and other religious sites. That means people can't even share their faith in their homes or even on the internet. Well, you don't think God could put a tyrant over America? You don't think God could put a tyrant that oppresses the church? What have we been doing? What have we been doing as a church? Our power doesn't come from some self-declared savior promising that he alone can restore order as long as we do things his way. We don't look to be ruled. God is just. You think this last seven years has been tough? This eight years have been tough? That's just Jehoiakim. Zedekiah is right on the, on the precipice of coming to pass in this nation. We're not going to make it through the times that are coming without being his disciples and more without growing up into our purpose. And that so happens that communism is a system that I disagree with philosophically. I would not prefer to live under a communist system. Uh, I happen to feel that the great moments of history have been those moments when individuals have been left free to think and, uh, and to act. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and join, joining me just a moment is Steve Kalaszewski. Who would ever thought this can happen? We heard a hint of it in Houston, Texas, but in the state of Georgia, allegedly the state government called in an employees who happened to be a pastor's sermon notes, asked them to turn the sermon notes in. They passed them back and forth, and when they saw them, allegedly they fired the pastor for what he preached behind the pulpit. Can you believe it? Well, we have to begin to stand up for our First Amendment rights. Let's just say Pastor, Pastor Dr. Eric Walsh, and he got fired from his job allegedly in the state of Georgia for what he preached behind the pulpit. Let's take a look. The state of Georgia is telling Pastor Eric Walsh to hand over copies of his sermon notes, and Pastor Walsh is refusing. He's represented by First Liberty Institute. Pastor Walsh and attorney Jeremy Dice of First Liberty join us now from Atlanta. Now, Dr. Walsh, let's begin with, with you. This is the second time that the state has demanded your sermon notes. What happened the first time? The first time I was asked uh, to turn over sermons was when I was, when, after I'd been hired by the state of Georgia to work in the uh, state uh, health department. Now, why did the department fire you? Um, I don't know exactly. Um, if they were really, really haven't been given a, it was never given a direct reason. Um, 
But um, I think maybe Jeremy could give some insight into that. Okay, so Jeremy, what's the legal issue here? It's very clear. Uh, the first time that uh, the state of Georgia asked for Dr. Walsh's sermons, it was when they had just hired him and they wanted to find out more about that. Well, it's illegal for an employer to consider an employee's religion in making their hiring and firing decisions. They asked for those sermons. They found a couple more of their own. We have the emails in which we find them dividing up those sermons amongst themselves, watching them, and then a few days later, they fired Dr. Walsh, we think because of something they found objectionable, I don't know what, in his sermons. And now, this is the second time, in the middle of litigation, they have asked for all of his sermon notes and transcripts dating back to when he first started preaching at the age of 18. Uh, it was illegal for them to ask for the sermons. It was illegal for them to fire him because of the sermons. And it is unconstitutional for them to now demand all of his sermon notes and transcripts. Now, why did you decide to file a religious discrimination lawsuit? Because no one in this country, including Dr. Walsh, should be fired for something they said in the pulpit. Uh, the pulpit is a sacred space. And for the state of Georgia, starting with Governor Deal all the way down to the Department of Public Health, for them to, 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 to intrude upon that sacred space is a gross violation of the Constitution and of religious liberty in general. And Dr. Walsh, what would you like the outcome to be of this lawsuit? You know, um, I, I probably have uh, Jeremy describe it better um, than I can. Um, I just don't want it to happen to anyone else. I mean, I think that's the main thing for me. I think Dr. Walsh just wants to be left alone, allow him to go ahead and continue to preach as he sees fit, and to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else. The state has no business trying to remove the sermons of, of good pastors like Dr. Walsh. Absolutely. Now, did you anticipate that the state might demand those sermons again? And why do you think that they want them now? You know, I don't know why they want them, but the first time Dr. Walsh uh, gave them sermons, he was fired from his job. He's scared to death to find out what happens if he does it again. Wow. And did you, you've said that you will not give up your sermons on Dr. Walsh unless you are forced to. What do you think the state might do now? I honestly don't know. I hope that they'll just dismiss this case and settle it outright. Uh, there's no reason why Governor Deal and the Attorney General's office here in the state of, West, uh, state of Georgia needs to continue to push this issue any further. It was illegal for them to ask for his sermons. It was illegal for them to fire him because of his sermons. And it is absolutely unconstitutional to now demand that he provide more sermons to them. And Jeremy, is this something that we're seeing happening across the U.S. now? You know, not too long ago, this very thing happened in the state of uh, Texas, if you recall, down in the city of Houston. There was just a city and a rogue mayor, mayor asking pastors there to provide sermons on a very small topic. Here, this is the entire state of Georgia, the state apparatus demanding that, they, that uh, Dr. Walsh provide every sermon he's ever provided, all of the sermon notes he's ever scribbled, and provide all the transcripts of those sermons. And keep in mind, the state of Georgia said, hey, we didn't fire him because of something he said in the sermon. It was something entirely different. Well, then why are you ransacking through this pastor's study, trying to look for evidence that would somehow justify their illegal behavior? Unbelievable. And Dr. Walsh, how would you like people to be praying for you? Well, I, you know, I'm asking for them to pray for me to stand strong, um, to learn what God wants me to learn out of this um, experience. Um, and I want them to more than just pray for me. I really want them praying for um, my attorneys and for First Liberty Institute in general, because this work is a lot bigger than I am. And I, I really want prayers to be going up as we stand for what our country was built on, which is you know, freedom and freedom of religion in particular in this case. 
Absolutely. Dr. Walsh and Jeremy Dice, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. That's just amazing. And what a humble pastor Dr. Walsh is that he's saying, you know, I just pray, pray for me that I can learn what God's trying to show me. When the entire state comes against you for preaching the gospel, we need to stand, stand in prayer for, for this pastor and all pastors everywhere that they wouldn't cower down and, and stop exercising their First Amendment rights. I want to remind you of the United States Constitution. America exists because God's allowed us, but also that we have the United States Constitution, which actually tells us very specifically there will be a Congress, there will be a Senate, there will be a House of Representatives, there will be an executive branch, there will be a judiciary branch. I mean, everything about our country is spelled out in the Constitution, including the First Amendment. And this is a violation of the First Amendment rights. If they fired him and judged him based on his, what he was, his religious beliefs and his faith, on uh, whether he can work for the state or not. It's a violation of the First Amendment rights. As a matter of fact, let's just look at the First Amendment rights and take a look at it. The First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting, or respect, the Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press of the right of the people to peacefully, to assemble and to petition their government for redress of grievances. I mean, just look at that. They, you, can't, they can't, you, can't make any, you cannot make any laws whatsoever concerning the church. The government can make no laws concerning the church. You definitely can't fire somebody for what they're preaching as they're exercising their First Amendment rights. This, we all need to pay attention. This is a threat against our Constitution, a right for every person, for all freedom throughout our country. And we need to pray for this pastor and, and realize that you know, it will, it, we will win by God's grace and according to the Constitution for Liberty Council taking this to the courts. But I do want to say this. When we come back from this break, we want to go right to understanding where we are. This is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about. about you know, this is a, a, the freedom, faith freedom for this nation to be able to understand our vote. When we vote, uh, we exercise our First Amendment rights, our constitutional rights. We vote for a particular candidate, this one or that one. God holds us personally accountable, but also personally benefits us from that. If we vote for what is right before God, where God leads us based on the best offer that's out there, God sees that. And if the whole nation suffers, guess what? God will bless you because he sees what you're doing and why you're doing it. A lot of people want to convince, wants to convince you, you know, vote for this ticket and vote for that ticket. Well, a lot of people, when Jesus is walking the face of the earth in his ministry, not everybody voted for Jesus. But the, and they had eternal consequences for that. But the ones who did are with them today. And if you vote today, God's with, God will reward you despite what happens in the world. So we're going to actually go there. We get back from this break, and it's going to really encourage you. Join us after the break. Upon allegiance, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God. One nation under God. With one nation under God, indivisible. Indivisible. With liberty and justice for all. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. This election year, make sure you vote and vote God. Keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. 
Uh, Mr. Joyner and Mr. Jones, what advice would you offer uh, young people going into ministry um, as uh, their call on their life and stuff? Do good and don't mess up. Stay hungry and thirst, seek and knock. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Data Radio program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to VFNTV.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices, and online. We're all over the world, and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store. You can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information, and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today, and how to think outside the box. And this is something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much, and thanks for watching. Welcome back. Steve, is that not amazing? You know, the, the, the pastor that says yes to the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, I will serve the Lord, I will, I will fulfill my call. Mm -hmm. And he begins to preach, study the Word of God, and he preaches the Word of God, and then he, he goes to work, and now all of a sudden your boss says, I want all your messages and all your notes. There's some pastors that don't have any <laughs> notes at all. <laughs> they wouldn't have any evidence. But this pastor, I mean, Lord, somebody took, well, I'm not going to bring up anything about my notes. Yeah. But the thing about it is, like, they took his notes. You know, we're actually letting you actually, you know, go to VFN Torch. You want to find out what we think. This is exactly what we've been talking but they about. But they allegedly fired him because of what he was preaching behind mm -hmm. the pulpit. 
And we're going to make available to you on the BFN Torch, you know, more about his mm-hmm. ministry and what's going on. But bless his heart. Pray for him. Pray for the pastors and pray for the courage. And listen, we have a, we have a, a program. We want to make sure it's related to this program. Go to the BFN Torch and find out about it. But, you know, there's, there's probably like, like 3% of your congregation that uh, is the squeaky wheel. And the other 97%, they support you, but they're silent. Mm-hmm. They're not saying anything. And a lot of times you'll make a decision in your church and not speak on things because those 3% are working your last nerve, making every threat that you could imagine and doing all the kind of crazy stuff. But you, I just want to encourage you, if you're the 97% that don't say anything to your pastor, and, you, and I know statistically they're saying you want to hear what the Lord has to say about all these different issues, go tell him. Say, we stand with you. We support mm-hmm. you. We're, you're not alone in this thing. You need to encourage him. Yeah, encourage him. Yes. And we have stats on that. There was a survey done that says specifically your congregation wants to know. We have the top 10 mm-hmm. items, 20 items. Top 10 items. things that they want yes. to be talked about. Yes, you'll be really surprised what that is. But we're going to go right to, this is Faith, uh, Faith for the Nation. This is a beautiful, beautiful program of where uh, David Barton, Kenneth Copeland, Bishop uh, Keith Butler came together. They're beginning to talk about you know, he's about faith mm-hmm. and the faith ministry. That Think about this, that your vote is a seed. Since it's a government by the people and for the people, which means you are the government, you're the one in charge, ever how you vote or don't vote, God sees that. So not voting is not a good king because mm-hmm. you're the king. Everybody's the king, the leader. But voting, think about, you know, if fear and trembling through much prayer, you pull that lever or fill in that little uh, voting thing for that particular person. God sees the, that in your heart. And no matter what happens in the world, God sees your heart and will reward you. As a matter of fact, let's go there now. It's awesome. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland, and this is Faith for Our Nation. Praise God. Let's have a word of prayer together. Father, We thank you for this broadcast today, and we come together in behalf of our nation, which is also your nation, the United States of America. And we thank you for her healing. We thank you for lifting her up. And we thank you for the the rebirth of this nation You declared it, we declare it, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to join me today in welcoming Brother David Barton to this broadcast. David, thank you, sir. Oh, yeah, man. You get to talk about a lot of good stuff today. And uh, Bishop Keith Butler, Bishop, glory to God, man. It's good to have you here. Always good to have you. Excuse me. Um, These two men have information that the general public, <clears throat> excuse me, the general public could have, and they, they, they don't bother to, to find it. But that's why we're here today. We want you to get the truth behind all of the functions in the government, the way it operates. <clears throat> For instance, people that say, well, ain't nobody pays any attention to that platform. Oh, yes, they do. They may not tell you they do. But we're going to find out from Brother David today and Brother Keith how how those platforms are put together, how they work, and the fact that you can't separate the planks. I can't stand on three out of five of the planks. No, no, no. It's a platform made to stand on. So we're going to explore 
just a whole big batch of that today. <laughs> Praise God. Because yeah. the Lord really got something on my heart to say about that. Praise and then, of course, our Pastor George, <clears throat> Pastor EMIC, praise God, Eagle Mountain International Church. And always good to have Pastor here. And in fact, I'm going to turn it over to, to Pastor and let him just take whatever the Lord gives him to do here. And, and uh, we'll... That, George. <clears throat> Father, questions that are on people's hearts. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, sir. Inquire of me, saith the Lord. David of old inquired of the Lord before he did anything. Before he went to war, he inquired of the Lord and said, Lord, shall I go up? And I said, go up. But then a few days later, he inquired of me again and said, shall I go up? I said, no, don't go up just yet. And I gave him exact instructions of what to do, how to do, what to watch for on the top of the mulberry trees. And, and had he gone based on his first direction, he would have lost the battle. That's right. He would have lost it because he would have not gone according to the, the instructions that the Spirit of God gave him. So, Father, we inquire of you today, and the questions will come up in, in our spirit, mm -hmm. and we will deal with them according to your word, and, and we're listening to you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Well, the vision for this came because here we are a few days before the election, and this is one of the most unusual that at least I've seen in my lifetime. I know that you've seen a few more than I have. I mean, this has to be different than what we've ever seen before and what we're facing right now. And as we thought about this, there, there are so many questions to answer. We have a lot of people out there, we call them the no voters. There are people out there who are not even going to vote. There are people out there who are afraid they're angry. They don't know what to do. And the Lord just dealt with us and said, we need to bring together statesmen. Statesmen who will come and speak the word of the Lord to the people. You know, Brother Copeland, since the Lord talked to you about going on every available voice, mm -hmm. it really hit me hard that now that we have BVOVN, we're on DISH TV, we have a voice. And we have to use this voice very, very carefully and use it for the promotion of the gospel. And I believe that we're talking to people right now, people who are struggling with this election. And if you stay with us for this next two weeks, these next two weeks before election, you will have answers to your questions. You will have peace back in your heart again. And you will see exactly what God has planned for this nation. Now, one of the exciting things about this is we're gonna be doing these broadcasts every day up until election time, and then on election night, right here, we will be hosting America Stands 2016 election coverage in the spirit of faith. I just heard something. Yes, sir. I just perceived. So you remember when Jesus said he perceived what they were thinking mm -hmm. in their hearts? Mm -hmm. I just heard this. And, and you, you sit still. You sit right where you are. Don't you turn that off saying, well, I ain't going to vote anyway. You're going to be held seriously, seriously to account by God 
if you don't vote. And you're going to find that out before this broadcast is over. You're going to be guilty of murder. You're going to be guilty of an abomination of God. You're going to be guilty for every baby that's aborted from this election forward. And, and so you, you don't cut out on me right now in the name of Jesus. That's right. Amen. I forgive you, sweetheart, but you just stay right there where you are and hear us out. And then you make your own decision. You can do whatever you want to do. But uh, um, uh, the scripture says a man's a fool that answers the thing before he hears it. So you sit there and listen. And if you decide not to vote, then praise God, that's, that's your prerogative. And that's just between you and God. That's right. But you need to be hearing this. That's why we're calling this faith for our nation. We have to exercise our faith for the nation. Now, I know that you gentlemen and, and you too, Brother Copeland, all of us, in dealing with people in the church, dealing with people in the ministries and people that you are connected with, there are a lot of people that are angry. They're angry, they're confused, they're fearful. What do you say to them? What do you tell them? Where do, where do we begin with people who are fearful about, I mean, I know, I know what our stand is about it, but there are people out there, Kenneth. I was, I was talking with Kelly yesterday about this and, and she's amazed at how many people in our circles are talking about not voting. They're talking because they're afraid of what is happening right now. How do we get the fear out of this thing, out of the equation? Where do we start? Faith in God. End the story. There you go. There you yeah, go. Okay, next God. question. Is <laughs> Jesus said, have faith in God. Yeah. Now think about this. Well, what are we going to do? This country's going down the tube. No, it isn't. I mean, we could have another eight years of Hillary Clinton and the worst mess that anybody could make out of a nation. Let me, let, may I just share some, uh, just a word with you that I just got in prayer just a few days ago. The, the Lord said, I know my way around with politicians. I've been dealing with them since Nimrod. Oh, my. And he said, I've never <laughs> failed yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. He dealt with Pharaoh. He jerked the yep. slack out of him. He Listen, this is God's nation, and nobody is going to take it away from him. That's right. Now, I want to get that clear. Right now, in the name of Jesus, no man, no woman, no Democrat, no Republican, no socialist, no communist can take this nation away from Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know what there is about that you can't understand, but I'm telling you right now, God Almighty is head of this nation, not people. Jesus of Nazareth is Lord over the United States. Now just settle that. Only one nation in history, now get this, only one was founded by a people who loved God for the purpose of worshiping him. Now, God created the nation of Israel because he loved them. This is the only one, yeah. the yeah. only one that was ever created 
by people who love God for the very purpose of having freedom to worship him with all of their heart. He will never, ever forget it. So don't you forget it. Don't, I, I don't, I must not forget this. Therefore, I refuse. Thank you, Jesus. According to 1 Peter 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, I refuse to worry. I don't worry about Israel. I don't worry mm. about the United States. I have cast all that worry over on the Lord. I've got the word of God on it that Israel will never go down again. It is there. I'm not worried about that. That's God's problem, not mine. I'm not worried about the United States. I do what I'm responsible. I preach the word to it. I preach the word about it. I vote. I pray. And I rolled all the care of it over on Jesus so the United States ain't my problem. Mm -hmm. I, that's his problem, <laughs> and I'm not sweating it. Awesome. That is so awesome what's taking place. Listen, we're going to go to break and come right back, but first we have this offer for you. Did you know it's our partners that help us stay on the air? That's right. For your partnership for any amount, we have a special offer for you. Today's special offer is Offer 2016. It's about the second coming of our Lord, the secret power of lawlessness, and the man of lawlessness being held back to that proper time. Yep, there's nothing more exciting than to share about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet, it will come on the hills of the great lawlessness taking place on the earth and the man of lawlessness being loosed upon the face of the earth. In this message, you'll discover how, how so many of the signs are being quickly fulfilled that say the season of our Lord's coming is near, while being reminded that not even Jesus knows that time, only the Father knows that time. And you'll also finally understand the urgency of now, how important it is to be about the Father's business and letting everyone know about the love of God that so they could spend an eternity with Him. That's right, it's offer 2016. The title of this particular gift for you is The Second Coming of Our Lord, the secret power of lawlessness and the man of lawlessness being held back until the proper time. You can partner by going to vfntv.com and click on partner now and follow the prompts or you can write to us at vfntv 6500 North Pensacola Boulevard, Pensacola, Florida 32505 or you can even call. That's 844-408-3688 and that's offer 2016. Thank you for your partnership. Conversation Light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Can religious practices be mandated in public schools? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sacculo. The school district where my kids go to school want to uh, pass more or less a rule or an ordinance which would force the children to participate in prayer, which I'm a deacon in the church, I've been a Christian all my life, but I have a very severe problem with forcing children to participate in prayer that pretty obvious some of them don't want to participate in. Well, number one, they, the school district doesn't need to be uh, introducing an ordinance requiring a school prayer because, number one, that's unconstitutional. The court did say that the Constitution nor the Supreme Court precedents prohibit students from praying before, after, or during the school day, but it cannot be compelled. And the requirement that it be compelled or required participation would make it unconstitutional. Join the American Center for Law and Justice in defending our religious liberties. Find out more at aclj.org. 
That's aclj.org. April Samber from Wasilla, Arkansas, is a staff member. The word today is release. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell. April, um, I've known a lot of people that didn't understand or have the ability to release uh, problems in their lives, uh, unresolved conflicts and issues in their lives. And instead of uh, letting them go, uh, instead of forgiving, instead of uh, turning the other cheek or walking the second mile, they've held on to grudges. They've held on to times when they were not favored or that somebody, quote, did them wrong or did them in. And I've watched those people. As they continue their journey of life, the burdens get heavier on them. They bog themselves down until at a time they can no longer move. Why? Because they've allowed things to be piled into their life that they never learned to let go. I discovered a long time ago that you have to give up to go up. You have to release to be successful. You can't climb to the top carrying all that stuff with you. Let it go and then travel light and travel far. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome back. Isn't this, this is so encouraging, Very so good. I mean, think about your vote, and they're going to talk more about this. Your vote is your seed. God sees everything that we do. He says, on the final day, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, every one of us individually will be judged according to our deeds, good or bad. Mm -hmm. So when you fearfully, with fear and trembling, go before the Lord and pray over who's running for office and say, God, I want to find out more about these candidates. I want to find out what your word says about it. I want to, I, I want to be able to vote for life and for what, you know, God sees that. Despite what anybody says, God sees that. And think about it, that's your seed that you could expect to harvest them. As a matter of fact, let's go back now. I'm not sweating it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Well, we might lose our religious freedom. Well, so what? Now, I don't want to do that, but so what? I mean, we're the only one that ever had any religious freedom. It's in our hands. It is totally in our hands. I learned a great lesson. I've got a rabbi who's a personal rabbi for me, and he has helped me so much because I don't speak Hebrew. He does. And he pointed out some things to me that were significant. He said, you know, the first time God ever spoke to mankind, spoke to Adam, he spoke in Hebrew. That was the language he chose. That's his choice. He said everything... In Hebrew means something. Adam uh, w with Leah and Rachel when they were having kids. This was this one was named Joyful. That was named Sad. This was named another one. You know, they, they, everything in Hebrew sure. means Nimrod means something. He said, "Did you know that in Hebrew you cannot say the word coincidence because it never crossed God's mind something was accidental. Wow. It's all planned and ordained." I said, "That's." I said, "What else can't you say in in Hebrew?" He said, "You can't say retirement." That doesn't exist. God, there were, never was a time God thought you wouldn't be productive and do something. There's, he, he doesn't want non-productivity. What else can't you? And he told me all these words. One of the words you cannot say in Hebrew is the word rights. There are no rights in God's language. He said what you can say is responsibilities, but you can't say rights. The word rights doesn't exist. And what we have today as Americans, we sit here and think, I've got a right to vote, and I don't like the choices of this election. I'm not going to exercise my right to vote. No. Mm -hmm. You don't have a right. You have a responsibility to vote. That's it's right. not optional whether you vote or not. God doesn't look at whether you have rights. He looks at 
responsibilities. And we've got a responsibility to vote. Make your mind up right now. You're going to vote. You're not coming out of that voting booth till you cast a vote. And once you get that in your mind, it's like divorce. You know, as long as you think there's a back door to marriage, you'll look for divorce. Once you decide there's no back door to this marriage, this is a permanent union between a man and a woman, and I'm not leaving this. Once you figure out there's no back door, it changes your whole behavior. And that's what you got to do with voting. We don't have the right to vote. We have the responsibility, responsibility. to vote. Responsibility. Boy, David, that's good. Mm -hmm. I know uh, when I graduated from Bible school many decades ago uh, and uh, was had our very first church building of our new church and coming up to a presidential election. And I was uh, praying. I wasn't praying about who to vote for. I was just praying over the election. And the Lord said to me, I want you to vote for so-and-so. And I was aghast because who he told me to vote for was from uh, my understanding and my background and the way I was raised and all of that was an anathema. Yeah, total heresy. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, and I was, I was stunned by it. I mean, I really was. And I was really, I mean, well, like most people, I didn't have a lot of information. You know, I was voting because of the way I was raised, what I was told, perceptions of all the people I, that I was around all of my life. And so I, I just assumed that I vote for, you know, these. And when the Lord said that to me, it, it really did something. So, so I, uh, after that, that made me become inquisitive. If the Lord would say that to me, why? So that was the first time that I got a party platform out. And I read the platforms of both parties. The first time I ever did it. Now, I'm already a pastor now. I'm a Bible school graduate, okay? Uh, all of that. I'm leading people. It's the very first time I've ever done that. So I got the platform out, and I was stunned. Because when I got the platform out, I took, as I do with everything, I took the scripture and went through each point because I teach people. And I was just stunned at what I found. Well, uh, talking about your mind being renewed by the Word of God, that just kind of flipped my whole uh, world. But, and it was extremely difficult for me to vote for who God said because of the way I had been socialized. All oh, It was really yeah. difficult. I mean, getting into the voting booth to actually do it was extremely difficult yeah. for me because of all of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I understand, and this election is, at least in my lifetime, it is the strangest election I've ever seen. And in my uh, opinion, both parties could have had better candidates. I just kind of let it, mm -hmm. kind of say it like that. That came out. And, uh, and for many people, at least from where I come from, neither candidate is one that we would choose necessarily. But God still holds you responsible. And I wouldn't have chose... This, this particular individual, uh, I would have thought they were, there's just no way they turned out to be an excellent president of the United States. Yeah. Okay, so you can't go by uh, what you think, what you think you see, certainly don't go by what the news media tells you. Uh, you got to get before God and let, let him give you what to do because voting is a seed. The scripture says here, praise God, as a man sows, he shall also reap. That, that ballot is a seed. It is a seed. Yeah. And yeah. it is a seed for, so important. for mm -hmm. your nation. Yep. And it's a seed to you personally. Okay. So you will receive also from what you plant. Yeah. 
Uh, so the scripture says in Galatians 6, 7, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows or plants, that's what he reaps. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the definition of judgment. What judgment is, yeah. judgment yeah. is not good or bad. Okay, Judgment is neutral. What judgment is, is the return on what seed you plant. You see? So if for no other reason you need to vote, because, praise God, we'll set the table for what you receive. The next verse says, he that sows to the flesh shall the flesh reap corruption or ruin. He that sows to the spirit shall the spirit reap life everlasting. And so this is very true where we are today is a result of seed planted. Where you are today personally, where I'm at today, this is a result of seed planted. And judgment came yeah. positively or negative based upon what it was that we did. The key thing was, Go to the Spirit of God and find out what He wants you to do. So that changed the whole course yeah. of everything I've got involved in spiritually uh, from a political standpoint because the Lord spoke to me, because I was inquiring. Let, let me jump into something. You just said something you just said because you said, look, this nation is God's. He's going to save this nation. And you said, your seed's your ballot. You're sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. It takes me back to Nehemiah when Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls. And he surveyed it, and all the people, and the people who came back to rebuild the walls were not the great ones in society. They were the dregs. They were the poverty people. They were because the, they kept they, they kept Daniel there. They kept the three Hebrew children. They kept the smart guys there. Said you you, you common guy, you, you go back and rebuild it. Yeah. And, and so the common people came back to rebuild. It, and they look at that, and I think if I were in their shoes and said, wait, whoa, 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 we're going to take these hundred ton stones and lift them seventy feet in the air? Are you kidding us? I would have said what they said, and this is impossible. And they all told Nehemiah, this can't be done. I mean, the whole there was not one stone left on another, which was prophesied, and it was all down. And Nehemiah said, look, the wall's going back up. Here's the deal. If you participate in building it, you get to live inside the walls. If you don't, you live outside the walls. Mm. And it's going back up, and that's the word you've got. God's going to save the nation, but your thing is that's your seed. If you don't participate in this thing, when it gets back to where it's supposed to be, you don't live inside the walls. You miss the blessings. You didn't sow into the blessings. So you could, you could be in the midst of the greatest economic boom this nation's ever seen and starve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Or the other way around. You could be yeah. in, the, in the midst of the greatest stability we may ever, ever experience, and you'll be unstable. Yeah. You may be in the, in the midst of the greatest spiritual revival we've ever had, and you'll be starving spiritually. I mean, there's, the walls go back up, and whether you live inside or outside depends on whether you participate, whether you cast a ballot, whether you do something to get involved in this thing or not. Or flip it back or over the, the other way. way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say a push comes to shove, and we get eight more years of what we just had, but I, listen, I inquired of right. God, and I listen and I cast my seed, my ballot, yeah, yeah. according to what he said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now God is obligated to treat me like the best government the United States ever had. That's, that's Elijah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else may be in famine for three and a half years, but I got a raven that's going to feed me at the brook that's every right. day. I've got, God's that's absolutely the to feed truth. me every day. Everybody else may have it bad. I'm going to be living okay. And if you cast no vote at all, you're just flowing with the stream. So... Whatever it. happens, you're going to drown in it, whatever it is. still goes back to the Word of God. Uh, two scriptures come to mind. One of them, as long as the earth remains, mm. seed, time, uh, and harvest yeah, shall yeah, yeah. not cease. Everything in the earth is a result of seed, time, and harvest. Yeah. We're here as a result of seed, time, and harvest. I mean, 
our, our earthly fathers uh, planted seed into the fertile womb of our mother, and nine months later, here we are. I mean, the whole earth is, is uh, seed time and harvest. And so that's the principle that the entire Word of God, everything is based upon that very thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing mm -hmm. there, praise God, is that God constantly reminds us that if we yield to the flesh, we shall the flesh reap corruption. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord. Yes. Yes. With all your heart. Yeah. And don't lean no. to your own. That's it. It's what I see, it's what I think, what I for your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him, mm -hmm. he will direct yeah. your path. And that's what Jesus did, and that's why Jesus never missed it. Okay, that very thing. Uh, and same thing with us. We don't have to miss it. And he'll direct our path, and the path he will direct us will always be to what he said. He'll cause us to prosper and be in health, even as our soul, mind, will, emotions prosper. Yeah. And that comes from the Word of God. This is so important, understanding that when you bring it down to, well, God's going to hold me personally mm -hmm. accountable for my vote. Mm -hmm. Secondly, that when we do what's right in the fear of the Lord, through reading His Word, abiding with Him, and just allowing Him to lead us, seeking out wisdom, the last thing we want to do is look to secular television to tell us you know, what we should do. What the values are, right? You know, if it entertains you, okay, it entertains you. But the news shouldn't entertain you. It, it should be very informative mm -hmm. in facts. And right now, it's, it's a money-making machine for them, and they're just making money off of it. But this is like, think about this, too. That whoever's the next president, they're going to possibly be the commander-in-chief over World War III. There could be another war taking place. I mean, who would ever known that the wars that just took place under President uh, George W. Bush and that took place under President Obama, who said there wasn't going to be a war, but mm -hmm. the entire presidency is a war in the very last days of his presidency. He's at war again in the very places that you fought mm -hmm. for the freedom for our country in Iraq. And, uh, and this is a person that will send your sons and now daughters, based on this agenda Correct. they have going on, right. to war. You know, Jim Baker... And we, we've had this earlier for you. I'll make it related so you can see it. But Jim Baker was given a dream. And in this prophetic dream, uh, the Jim Baker show, mm -hmm. Jim Baker, uh, God showed him that there's going to be a draft. And all these young folks that aren't paying attention and thinking there's no big deal and they're not you know, getting involved in it, they're the ones, young people are the ones that go to war. Old people don't go to war. I mean, if the war happens on our land, they send young, energetic, future, I mean, all life's potentials inside of them, and mm -hmm. we send them to a war. It better be a good war. It better be the reason why we should be at war. It should be some political pun or, or mm -hmm. trying to harm someone. And I mean, what truly is a just war? You got to look at, you know, who who you're voting for in regards to our presidency. Who was the one that would be in that place? Because some people some people could try to attack our own country, and we have to go to war. Secondly, they're leading the executive branch in regards to enforcing laws. Mm -hmm. Such as, you know, during this last presidency, our, our federal government, you know, President Barack Obama and his attorney general, they just, reports are they have not enforced the border laws. And when the sheriff in Arizona, I believe, and the governor in Arizona enforced enforce the border federal law that says that you can't come into the country illegally, they had drugs and, and, and weapons that were coming into their, their state. I mean, as Arizona's got a real bad area that they're threatening the governor, the federal government, the executive branch, 
and threaten the particular sheriff. I can't think of the sheriff right now, but if I could tell you the sheriff, you would know who it is. He just stands up for the, the law, what the law says. And because he enforced the law, they were going to sue him and possibly arrest him for enforcing the sheriff, for enforcing the law that they weren't. Which means is, whoever you pull that lever for, whoever you vote for, they're either going to do more of that, or maybe they're going to come back and say, you know what, we want somebody that's actually going to go by the laws, that's going to live within the laws of, of, of the uh, legislature, not the laws of the judicial branch, because yeah. the judicial branch is supposed to look at the laws that are established and just see if they're constitutional. They're not supposed to make law. They're just supposed to make decisions based off those laws. Right, right. But look at the very fact of that God is going to look at us and hold us accountable for the lever that we pull and every decision, yeah. who, whatever that level put into power, mm -hmm. God is going, to help, uh, is going to hold us responsible for every decision that was made or not made over right. those next four years or however long their term is. And it's just like, that's a pretty big decision. And we have to see in that way from God's perspective. the conversation light. Follow us online at vfntv.com. We'll be right back. You know, a lot of people want to abide with the Lord, but they just don't have a plan to do it. You can request that plan today at iabide.org. The devil's time is running out, and he is doing his best to steal, kill, and destroy as much as possible. People can sense that they're being threatened and wounded, and even born-again believers are fighting over things like government policy, race, and religion. But it's time for a change. It's time for an awakening to God in America. The Faith for Our Nation package offers timely instruction on how to identify and go after what is behind the strife and division. Included is Racism in the Church, Kill the Root, Destroy the Tree, a brand new book by Kenneth Copeland that targets racism, The Spirit of Division, in a realistic way and gives you an action plan that comes straight from the Word of God. And one word from God can change your nation. Gain insight on how to pray effectively for your nation. Real unity is only possible through God's love. This is your neighborhood, your nation, your world, and we as believers have been equipped with the spiritual power to rise up on behalf of others. Take a stand. Order the Faith for Our Nation package today. We are one nation under God that trusts in God. Request your Faith for Our Nation package free from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Call 800-600-7395 or visit our website, kcm.org slash tvspecial. It's time to stand up for God and be part of His answer to restore peace and unity in our great nation. Request your free Faith for Our Nation package today. Offer good for 60 days. Request yours today. Now I want you to be in faith with me about our nation. Don't be concerned, don't be worried, don't carry the care of these elections. But let's get on over into a place of faith. In 2 Chronicles 7, it says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Let's pray over our land right now. Let's pray over the United States of America right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our nation to you. And we thank you, Lord, that which you have created this nation to be and have created this nation to do, you are fulfilling it. 
Lord, we pray specifically over these elections, and we pray over the men and the women of God. Lord, you are raising up men and women of God to be leaders in our nation, all over this nation, Lord. There are, there are those that are rising up that are, that are taking a righteous stand for you. And Father, we pray for them today. And Lord, we roll the care of this election over onto you. And we do believe that you are watching over us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And I want you to take that today. I want you to walk in that today and believe God. Believe God that what God started in this nation, he is completing. You do exactly what this broadcast is talking about. You walk for faith for our nation. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. You've been listening to VFN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget you can catch us at VFNTV.com on your mobile applications. You can download it at VFNTV.com. Go to your Apple apps, your Android apps, and all those wonderful apps. We enjoyed our time together. And don't forget, 24-7 on VFN Radio. God bless. Isn't abiding, spending time with the Lord just an awesome thing? Oh, it, it definitely is. And, that, you know, abiding is something that's just totally changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a point in time that I didn't even think that I could, I could hear from God. I didn't know that I could spend time with God and, and hear from him. And it, it's, just, it's just amazing. And I can't tell you how many times that through abiding that God spoke to me something that morning that I needed that day. There was something that came up that God spoke to me and to be able to encourage somebody else or it was to help me through a particular situation that I was, you know, that God knew that I was going to run into that day. It's like, it's like a, it's like a chain link event where God gives you a rhema word for that, a living, active, breathing word that it, it blesses you, exactly. but it blesses another person, yes. another person is living. And active. Oh yeah. Yes. And it's just, you know, it just continues, it just keeps going and going, you know. It's exciting, isn't it's it? It's very exciting. We can do this for the rest of our lives. Yes, the rest of our lives. And it's just, you know, to to be able to commune with the creator of the universe. Awesome. You know, and he's, he speaks to you, and he speaks to you clearly. Right. And he speaks to you the way that you hear. Right. You know, because, you know, we don't all hear the same way, but right. but God knows, you know, how to speak to us. And, right. And it's just awesome. It's just it's such a, it's powerful. You know, it's life-changing. Yeah. When you, you abide with the Lord, like he talks about in John 15, you know, apart from abiding in him, we can accomplish nothing. When we do that at the beginning of our day, the day is nothing but amen mm-hmm. instead of, oh no, mm-hmm. because God's already spoken to us about our day. Maybe you're thinking, you know, I want that life. I want to be able to abide with God. Listen, we have a simple plan available for you right now. It's free. All you have to do is go to iabide.org. That's iabide.org and request your free plan today. Listen, you're called, and by the way, you can't do anything outside of abiding with the Lord. That's iabide.org.